do 40 glock Fuck on your bitch, make that hoe on a milli rock I'm with my boys and no, we do not milli rock Funny money, no, this is not no silly guap Got a richer milli, this not a silly one All this money make me want hit my ditty box Tell her, tell her at the bank, I'm just give me lots At the dealer, I can't pull this shit off the lot Me and my boys, you know that we sharing thoughts I got niggas that be moving the tan rock That's the end of that, no, I cannot talk a lot Man, these niggas out here, I swear they talk a lot Drive by on a rack, you a walking cop Double park, new Lambo with no parking spot Come on, that's God, so use my heart a lot Bend it over, little baby, just arch a lot Yeah, she caramel, but I call that bitch Butterscotch Dove bars, yeah, they chopping that soap a lot Got my money, then I had to just flood the block I'm the only one that fucked on that bitch But I made that hoe just come and just neck the block Yeah, I put up in my car, bitch, I blessed the block We got shooters that's gonna pull up and extra block Like a nigga don't need to drop Why not open Illuminati like Fetty Wap Microwave help me dry out the ready rock Throwing money beat the pockets got heavy now Getting guala they don't know when the Fetty stop Every day my birthday why the confetti stop She look good but she wear fashion over Took a shop and put her right in some Vetima What's going on everybody it's your boy Jordan And this is Desmond And welcome to episode 18 of Two Black Nerds mm, That's right it's that time once again for us to bring you our opinions and hot takes On all things fandom, pop culture and entertainment mm. As always you can find Two Black Nerds wherever you get your podcast please make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a friendly rating and comment to show your support and of course join in on the conversation each and every week by following us on twitter and instagram at two black nerds we appreciate that love y'all well we have no shortage of topics today there's plenty to talk about plenty to get to per usual so i feel like we should just dive right in man let's just get right to it this week let's get it we're gonna start this week's episode a little bit different. I'm sure most of you all are accustomed to us starting off with the latest movie that's come out, um, doing a review for whatever the latest feature is to hit theaters. And while we will certainly be addressing movie news this week, this has been a big, big week for music. So we got to talk about that, man. We got three huge, oh, excuse me, actually four huge projects that have dropped this past week from Megan The Stallion, Janae Aiko, Lil Vert, and Jadakiss. It's been a big week for music, <laughs> man. That's your best Jadakiss impression right there. Um, we haven't had really, I think, this amount of drops in terms of featured projects in quite a while it's been a minute yeah it has been a while i know 20 2019 wasn't the greatest music year uh, ever it, it, it wasn't but i think we're gonna clean it up in 2020 we're here. gonna get to it yeah. you've predicted that it's gonna be a really big year that right. most people anybody who's anybody should be dropping this everybody, year everybody dropping this year and it looks like that will be the case <laughs> just judging by this past friday because mm-hmm. oh my god we got a lot to talk about with the music front we're gonna start off with a really hot topic that dominated last week's conversation, not only because of the the project that dropped, but just because of the controversy around the project. Of course, we're talking about Megan the stallion who just released her latest EP sugar Mm -hmm. dropped on Friday. It's nine tracks. It's about 24, 25 minutes long, but this project, man, before we get into our thoughts on it and just like our general feelings about the latest EP, Man, it's surrounded by a lot of baggage. Mm-hmm. She's uh she's going at it with her with her label, fifteen oh one entertainment. Right. There's some uh contractual disputes and some disagreements and things happening. Long story short, Megan Thee Stallion has filed a lawsuit against fifteen oh one, claiming really in in essence that they they almost kind of manipulated her in her contract mm-hmm. and really gave mm-hmm. her misinformation and took advantage of her. She signed the contract when she was Younger than she is now. I think she was 22 when she signed it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there's a lot of fine details that we won't really get into because I'm not a lawyer. But some of these contract details have leaked, actually, and a lot of outlets have broken them down. And after people really took a look at the contract, 
most folks, you know, who are really privy to recording contracts in the industry found out that this is indeed a 360 deal, right. which is very standard for a lot of artists today. Um, a 360 deal essentially is where a label not only gets um, income from your recording profits, but they also get income from other ventures that you're participating in, such as touring, publishing, merchandise, sponsorships, all that good stuff. Right. So those details dropped. Megan and 1501, they've gone back and forth in the media with comments and things like that. But, you know, overall, I guess just before we get into the album, you have any thoughts about what's just, you know, sort of went down with Megan in this situation and sort of how it's played out? Because it was a it was a bit of apprehension, I think, that the album was even going to come out on Friday. But they did indeed release it. She got the the green light from from the courts. So any thoughts about that stuff so far? You know, it's been really weird and hard to gauge. You know, everything just seems... Of of course, very messy, right? But I really can't, you know, I really don't have much to to say only because I just don't know the the 100% real. I can't tell who's like, this is what should have happened and is right about it. (laughs) So what I I can say is I think Meg, she still handled it um, with poise, I could say. She's she's not a high head, you know, or anything like that. Um, She she's still very mature. Um, and, and everything that she does usually. So I, I will say that for sure. I mean, this will not be the last time we talk about uh, label disputes because uh, that seems to be a, oh. a big thing with a lot Everybody, of artists these days. It's, it's been since the beginning of time. Absolutely. And TLC and... It's all about the money, man. You know, it's <laughs> like, always it's always just going to be disagreements and people just don't see eye to eye when it comes to money, man. Mm-hmm. It just it becomes really difficult, especially for an artist of... Meg Stature. Right. She's hot, super, super hot right now. So, of course, as she's gearing up to really sort of build towards her debut and we're getting more music, this was bound to come up at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really not much of a surprise that it's here now. But what I will say, Rock Nation is involved <laughs> yeah. and Rock Nation has a history of making shit disappear. This is true. Which... They made something disappear hey, for another artist who dropped hey, this week that we'll talk about. But they got them lawyers on lock, lock. Rock Nation. Hove know what he doing. He don't play that. He got the Rolodex of lawyers, probably international lawyers yeah. that we didn't, we don't even know about. Uh-huh. They can just take care of the stuff and make stuff go away. I'm sure they, you know, oftentimes buy buy out of you know a lot of contracts. They're able to just like handle it with money, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I mean that's a power move. But right. anyway, with all that said. Sugar came out. It's an EP, not an album, apparently. Which, what, whatever that means these days. I mean, I think it's like the same kind of thing Drake did. If you're reading this, it's too late. Like it, like not sure. Like if you say so, kind of type. If, thing. Right. If you say so, <laughs> I mean, like, for me, that's an album. But yeah, whatever, bro. Yeah. Like go well, on. I was like, all right. Yeah. Um. But you know, in terms of like the the first week projections, uh, currently it's tracking to do up to thirty five thousand to forty thousand units, which uh would likely place her in fourth place amongst new albums that have come out this week. Mm-hmm. Um. But anyway, let's talk a little bit about the album. Did you get a chance to listen to it? Yep. How do you how do you feel so far? It's it's not much music, but it is it's it's um, it's, it's, a, it's enough to judge and, and and go off of. But what do you feel about this project? Uh, sugar needed a little more sugar, <laughs> like she ain't having enough sugar. <laughs> she ain't having enough sugar. Um, man, nine tracks. I think I actually attached to like maybe three. Mm. Honestly, me personally, I'm I'm the, I'm the same there. Oh, really? I'm the same there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because I don't know, man. Um, especially towards like the end of the EP, there's just some like, why is this here? Kind of sounds. Why are you doing this? It, it doesn't feel. Some of it doesn't feel very Meg to me. I don't know. Mm. Or like some of it even kind of feels like this would be a throwaway track that she might have recorded 
but then it's like I don't know she brought back to life for whatever reason sure I don't know that's what a lot of the songs feel like to me uh, I don't yeah I don't particularly say this is my favorite Meg project by any means I'm there um, I feel I feel the same I think that I, w- I like the first few tracks. Mm-hmm. Those were some of the ones that I gravitated towards yeah. um, a little bit more like Savage and, you know, the opening yeah, I, tracks. The beginning was, I like the beginning. The beginning started off really well, but then, like, you get to the middle of it, yeah. um, and it's just where it kind of gets rocky. I, like, right. um, I know, like, the lead single was uh, B-I-T-C-H. Yeah. I think that's, like, the lead single, mm-hmm. which... That's the one she was, like, freestyling in the parking lot all the time. Yeah, yeah. and I'm, um, you know, I think it's, it's fine, and, like, she dropped the video for yeah, it, cool. and it's cool, but... I mean, I really feel like the only reason it's the single is just because of the sample that it has, mm-hmm. which, I mean, that's no surprise. People do that these days, but it's just not the strongest thing that she's put out there. And yeah. I don't think it's going to necessarily catch fire like some of her other singles have. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, and again, like, it's nine tracks, so it's not really much to attach to. Right. Um, it's such a quick listen, but even with what we had, I mean, we've heard really strong nine-song, eight-song oh, albums. Um, I think just what we have here is just a few things to hold you over but none of it really permeates and feel like it's gonna last all that long yeah and i think her her energy meg herself she's even marketed herself to be somewhat of a summer rapper right which is like i think that's where her strength is going to come in i think this is just something to put out (laughs) because she needed to or had to you know or whatever but i think come may june she's gonna be same old meg again honestly i think yeah i would also love to see even some more features to be honest yeah which i'm not really always in favor of i I really like when artists just like take their moment to shine and do Mm -hmm. their thing um but i think that there could be some really interesting collaborations still waiting on her out there man there's some i I wish she just collaborated with more other female rappers that too because why not (laughs) yeah like the landscape is as diverse as it's been in who knows how yeah, long, you they, know? So, they out here cold. Yeah, there's a yeah. ton of opportunity to do that. So I'm, I'm hoping we get more of that. Like, if there is a feature-length album coming hopefully this year um, or maybe later this year right. and we can get extended, maybe it's like 13 tracks or 15 Bruh, tracks or whatever, we can see more like, features. She needs like a I'm So Hood with all female rappers. Like, like an anthem. Like Rico Nasty, yeah. Rhapsody, No Name. Like everybody needs to be on that whole kind of type thing. Fucking so. Avengers Assemble type shit. Like no, literally. Yeah. Cardi B, Tierra yeah. Whack. Like everybody yeah. eat, eat at the table on this one song. It Especially could be if it song. was in the summer. Yeah, that would be, it could be hot. That'd be a big look. Yeah. So mm-hmm. hopefully we get something like that, man. But yeah, it's such a short project that takes really no time to listen to. So those are kind of our thoughts. We'll see what happens more. It's not really a criticism against her. I, th- I just think she put this out just to keep the hype train moving, yep. which is fine. I mean, people do it yeah, all the it time. Is what it is. So it is what it is. So those are our thoughts on Sugar. Let us know what you think on social at Two Black Nerds. Um, let's move on to the next album, man. So uh, this one, Janae Aiko. Chilombo. Chilombo. She finally dropped Chilombo. A lot of people have been waiting on this album for a long time. Mm-hmm. She's been hyping it up for a while now herself. Yes, yes. This is her third album, I believe, her third like official solo album, I think. Yep. Um, amongst many other projects she's done right. um, but this was also released this past Friday um, it's a, it is indeed a feature length album there's 20 tracks and right now it's projected to move about 95,000 to 120,000 units for the week also another interesting tidbit she released the tour dates for the Magic Hour Tour and it's all sold out wow already that already is, that's so annoying and it's like 33 <laughs> dates like it's not even like a small tour this is yeah. a pretty big nationwide tour and it's, yeah. it's done it's over 
I'm sure a lot of some of that stuff in there is resale, of course. But oh yeah, even hey. then, it's just that's still wild. Yeah, you know that's people people gonna charge your kidney prices for them resales, mm-hmm. so it's gonna be it's gonna be kind of a wrap on that. But anyway, the album has come out. A lot of people have been waiting on this. Um, I have not heard the entire album myself. I'm still working my way through mm-hmm. it. But mm-hmm. what I will say is what I've heard so far. It's a, almost about half of the album I've heard so far. Um, I really like it. I think that there's some some really good vibes. Um, I'm I'm noticing a really prominent usage of, of, of i think uh, acoustic instruments like mm-hmm. that's been become like a really really sort of popular thing that she's mm-hmm. implemented into this album but mm-hmm. i really like what i've heard so far i mean i think she makes great music all of it really works cohesively yeah. well together i know that can be sort of a criticism towards some artists because some albums it might all sound the same you know not right. really having any sort of distinguishing features um but i think that that actually is a strength of like this project so far from what i've heard so i'm liking what i hear so far i still obviously have to finish the rest of the album but i know that this is something people have been waiting on for such a long time so we had to talk about it have you got a chance to to listen to the album oh for sure um this is what i was most looking forward to uh, i've been a janaiko fan for a long time since selling souls back whenever that came out and uh, i even said i could tell by the uh, the artwork at first that she released that it kind of felt like it was getting back to that, like a Selling Souls, uh, Janae Aiko. And that's almost kind of what it sounds like to me. It sounds like a, a growth album to me. Like, Janae, she, look, she's in a whole totally different place now. This album is hella tight to me, man. I would say that literally from beginning to end, I I couldn't, nothing was skippable to me. I was just like, this is fire. This is fire, too. Um, there's a big critique on the album where some things sound the same. And I maybe, but maybe it's her voice. Maybe it's a. I can I can tell you the way triggered goes into none of your concern. Like the singles go into each other. They I think they're literally the same key. So of course they sound like each other. Even have like the same like piano in the beginning and the end, which is actually kind of a cool transition to me. Man, can we talk about this song with her in it? Now that that's my favorite track I've heard so far. Oh man, that that joint is fire. I really really enjoyed that track a lot. Boy boy that song is cold man i i honestly never even thought about this collaboration in my head like nope. her and janae Aiko, huh what's going on here uh um, someone called bs i think yep I think BS. So. yeah that, that mm-hmm. that's a that's a favorite man sure. that song go crazy we got another app soul verse yep and again selling souls man episode was on selling souls so this is this is so tight she also has a song with john legend i like a lot here we go again with the you know todd dollar sign parsley coming through every single time man <laughs> every single time you can put him on anything and he's gonna put deliver him on anything dog he's gonna deliver and this this album is just it's just smooth dog it really is you can light some candles burn some sage i know everybody gonna be at her concert high as shit oh my god <laughs> the fucking grass <laughs> the grass that blazing up on fire gonna be ridiculous it's a whole vibe right it's like a it's, it's, a, it's a it's a whole vibe like what the album is and I, I agree with you i think i think some of those similar sounds that that help transition the album I, I, again i think that that is really a strength of the album it mm-hmm. really is like a vibe that you can just put on the music and let it play and it's all gonna really flow seamlessly into each other and sound really really well executed um and the transitions work really well so i think that that's actually a, a strength of this project in particular For sure. so yeah man it's really good. Even Nas popped up. It was like Nas. Yeah, that was a surprise. Was like when Janelle. Yeah, Aiko, yeah. She's using. She's flexing now. I mean, she's really. She's hella popular at this point. Oh, Everybody yeah. knows her. Her music is widely consumed. She's really become like a superstar. So it's good to see her like really flexing. 
you know, that ability to pull in major, major names and features, For you sure. know, to come in and support this. Yeah, I'm mad she's, proud she's of her. Come a long, long way. So mm-hmm. it's really dope. That's what's up, man. So Chalombo is out. Have you heard it? What do you think about the album? Will you be at her tour? Were you one of the lucky ones that were able to get a ticket? Because I sure was not. That shit was gone. So let us know what you think about the project at Two Black Nerds on social media. Another project that dropped this week that we weren't necessarily prepared for. We were hearing about it. We were rumors that it was coming out. But damn, what a surprise. Lil Vert is back. He's here. Eternal Take has finally dropped amidst many, many delays. (laughs) Much, much controversy. This album was supposed to come out ages ago. No, really. Though. I think they first announced it in like 2018, like not long after Love is, Love is Rage 2 came out. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, man, it's here. It dropped on Friday, like early in the morning. He did some real ghost shit, just came on social and just tweeted the link and everybody went nuts and it was like crazy. I but like, yeah. yeah, Lil Uzi, man. Um, this guy is a bona fide superstar at this point. Oh, easy. Like he is... I mean, we, we've known this for years now, because yeah. even when Love is Rage 2 dropped, like mm-hmm. 2017, hot as ever, like we knew that this guy was like something else. Yeah. But I mean, even now, like seeing how much hype and anticipation built around this album, it just reinforces that, right? right. And so the album, 18 tracks long, there's lots there to really digest and dissect. And it's currently projected to sell between 275,000 and 325,000 <laughs> units. Oh my goodness. It does not surprise me. Number 1 by a landslide. It does not surprise me. This man is about to make so much money um off of this album, but anyway, we got to turn on a take. It is out there. How do you feel about it, man? What are your thoughts on on what we've gotten from little Uzi after this so, almost 3 year wait? Uzi's one of the people where I have to I have to sit on the music for a little bit. Um, Cause I even had to sit on Love Is Rage for a little bit before I was like, okay, yep, I think I like this. Um, I, I don't know if maybe it's just the genre of music that's like that for me. Maybe because um, actually when Uzi first came out, I actually didn't mess with him that much. But it's because that was the beginning of like this, what's a mumble rapper or this is what a mumble rapper is mm-hmm. um, type wave. And I I wasn't on the wave instantly, right? Um, it took me a little while to get into it. And so uh, I think I will probably end up liking this too. Actually, after my first listen, but I had to. Again, go back a couple more times to, um, to get my thoughts 100%. But for right now, I do kind of like it. Got you. I do kind of like it. Yeah. Um, it does sound how it's projected to sound in terms of space, <laughs> which is exactly what he wanted it to sound like, right? I remember he, um, what was that, literally like last week, he was like, what should the cover of blah, blah, blah be? Uh, <laughs> yeah, just randomly like, yeah, what should it be? And everyone like, voted. Yeah. But yeah. What's, what's interesting is what won is what he made the album cover. Yeah. And I actually disagreed with the album cover. <laughs> like, I actually voted for something else that oh, I liked way more. No. Um, you, but, got, you got personal feelings in this <laughs> one. <now. laughs> but it's whatever. Um, but I say um, it was longer than I expected it to be. Um, I don't know why. I just, I don't know. Sometimes I thought he would, I thought he would drop two different projects in one year for some reason. I don't know why I thought that. Hmm. That's something random that came to my head. Like, oh, I bet you'll drop something small in the spring, something small in the fall. Um, but it is what it is. Eternal Take, man. I, I listened to this album. Uh, it actually took me a while to get through, not because like I was having trouble, but because I kept replaying like the same songs over mm-hmm. and over because I was like, oh, my God, yeah. this is so fucking hot. Some like, of that shit be catchy, don't it's it? It's like, man, this is really good <laughs> shit right here. I'm not going to lie. I really, really, really like this album so far. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. Um, there, 
there's like some some definite hits here. There's definitely some things that I, I believe are going to catch fire. Yeah. Um, and I love that it's sort of conceptual in nature, of course. Um, apparently, he split it into three parts, mm-hmm. and they represent three different personas. Mm-hmm. And as you're listening to it, when you see those different breaks come in you can you can certainly hear the switch in like the tone and the style of the music um what the middle of the album sounds like is a very different sound than what the beginning sounds like and i I will say that he comes in like from baby pluto until like the six or seven track he's just like dropping like fire Mm -hmm. just like going at it you know what i'm saying like there's like you better move he's just going in uh pop was like crazy he has like these weird samples like obscure shit Mm -hmm. that you never would think somebody would include in their music (laughs) like you better move has a sample of a pinball game space cadet 3d that was like so random mad old but that's uzi right like he had that in there i also loved uh, the track prices which has a uh, Travis Scott sample from oh, yeah. way back, Birds in the Trap Saint McKnight. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. I heard that. I was like, wow, you really did that. Um, he got this random excerpt from Tyler, the Creator, from Camp Flognog one year. Um, so, yeah, some really, like, weird samples, but they work. They work. He also did, like, part two of XO Tour Life, which, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, he's remaking his biggest hit so far, so you can't fuck that up. It's yep. going to be good. Um I really like it. I really like the album. I think I'm going to be listening to it for a while. It has like really cool sounds and his cadence and his rapping ability is just super impressive always. Yeah. You know, he he's lyrically, I think, um, doing a really great job mm-hmm. along with like some very impressive pro- uh, production as well. But it took a lot for him to get this shit out. You know, it did. like we talked about with Megan, yeah. there were controversies with his own label. Yeah, three years, though. <sighs> Man, Woo. they really held that back. Hey, but it works because... We've been watching his personality for so that long too, though. True. Between the memes, like only been out here like three days, and like <laughs> just Uzi being Uzi, right? Yeah. Like you ever seen Uzi? He's a bad bitch. <laughs> that's what that's what that nigga is. Bonafide. Bonafide bad bitch. Yeah, hundred like, percent. The shoulder meme. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's one of the most entertaining personalities that we have right now. Yeah. Like he always. Anytime you see him, and anytime he does something, like it's gonna catch fire because he's just he's somebody you feel like you would definitely just like want to meet and talk to yep you know what i'm saying like he'd just be a homie yeah and he's hella he's hella nerdy too which yep. is like always perfect dope, you know so mm-hmm. yeah i I, th- I think uzi to to see him you know projected to do these sort of sales like you said it's really no surprise his 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 superstardom has really sort of earned that place um but yeah he definitely it took him a while to get here but i think it was well worth the wait yep. you know definitely well worth the wait so glad to see him doing successful we'll see what else he does for this year i think it'll absolutely be a big 2020 for hey. for Lil uzi be ready for a summer tour for Uzi. 100%. And those will probably sell out yep, really those fast sell as well. Out, dude. So, yeah, we'll keep in tune. Did you listen to Lil Uzi's latest album, Eternal Take? If you did, hit us up on social, at 2 Nerds and let us know what you think. We had a fourth album come out that we admittedly did not get to listen to. Hey, there's a lot going on. It's a lot going on, but we absolutely have to acknowledge it. A legend, Jada Kiss, dropped his latest project, Ignatius. Ignatius. Which great name um i definitely want to dive into it i've not you know as mentioned have not gotten a chance to listen to it so far but i mean it's jada kiss you know there's gonna be bars on top of bars hey, guess, guess who's on the album mm. ty dollar <laughs> are you kidding me i promise <laughs> ty dollar is on three out of four of these projects this, what the I, hell i promise ty Dolla oh my goodness <laughs> he has to be the most in demand or at least one of the most in demand <laughs> artists like parsley jordan parsley and he makes everything better um, but also we have, they, he has push a t two chains rick ross 
um, E Manny. I don't know who E Manny is. Dejloaf, um, Nino Man, Millie's, John Legend, who is also on. Wait, Dejloaf? Dejloaf. Wasn't expecting that. Uh, John Legend was also on Janae Aiko's joint. Um, Listen, once you said Pusha T, I was so. Oh, of course. Push is. <laughs> it's, you, it's push. You put Push and Jadakiss. Push Jada Kiss? Like, yeah. come on. They ain't talking about nothing but drugs. Oh, no. Drugs all day. <laughs> and that's what I want to hear. That's all I want to hear when I'm listening to them. That's what's up, man. I mean, Jadakiss, I mean, he is a legend. He is a legend. He's been in the game for hellas at right. this point, like two decades at least. And so it's good to see him uh, releasing more music. He was definitely like near my job the other day, and I didn't realize he had an album coming out, but then I saw him at like you know a studio appearance mm-hmm. and i was like oh he must have got some music dropping and then here yeah, we are is. you know brand new album so definitely we'll plan to dive into ignatius hopefully soon yep. and um once we do we will we will certainly make space to talk about it we'll here be, on the show we'll be bike yeah for sure for sure so we got through all the music man that was a lot to sort of address a big big music week there will be more to come um if you've heard any any of these projects as always of course just let us know what you think give us your opinions and how you feel about these new projects that have dropped but with all of that said we're going to transition we are going to get into the movies this week we do have a few new movies that have come out that we need to talk about and address first up disney and pixar's latest movie onward in times of old was full of wonder and magic. But times change. I'm a mighty warrior. Morning, Mom. Hey, birthday boy. By the laws of yore, I must dub thee a man today. Kneel before me. That's okay. I have a gift from your dad. He just said to give you this when you were both over 16. <gasps> no way! It's a wizard staff. Dad was a wizard. What? Your dad was an accountant. This spell brings him back. For one whole day, Dad will be back. What? Back like back to life? That's not possible. It is with this. I'm gonna meet Dad. to bring the rest of him back. Until then, ta-da! Oh, that's great. Dad, you look just like I remember. You got a problem, Shade? But it says we have a full tank. No, that doesn't work. Growth spell! We grow the can, and then the gas inside will grow with it. Elbows up! I'm trying to focus here! Focus! Focus! Holy, it! It worked! The can is huge! And the van is huge! And you're... Oh, no. Onward. 
and onward we go <laughs> with this topic. So onward is directed by Dan Scanlon. It's also written by him, Jason Headley, and Keith Bunnen. Um, the movie starring Tom Holland, Chris Pat, Chris Pratt, excuse me, Julia Lewis Dreyfus, and Octavia Spencer. It's doing really, really well. From Rotten Tomatoes, it has 86% critic score and a 96% audience score, as well as an A minus cinema score. Mm. People love the movie so far. The box office is interesting. It had a $40 million opening weekend and a $68 million global opening weekend now. It's a lot of money, it is. but I will say that it is one of the lower Pixar openings yep. um, in their in their opening weekend. It's uh, it's sort of down there with A Bug's Life, The Good Dinosaur, the first, the very first Toy Story. Um, so it's not their strongest showing. Right, we'll probably address that in a little bit, but. <laughs> With all of that out the way, the official news and information about Onward, um, let's talk about the movie, man. Um, let's get into our thoughts about Onward, Pixar's latest movie. First thoughts, how you feeling about it? Um, good, but not great. And there's very specific things <laughs> that make it not great. What I will say is, um, this is not Dan, Dan Scanlon's first go around, right? He uh, directed, I think, Monsters University. Yes, I'm pretty um, sure. Yeah, and I think he was also on like some random storyboards for like Cars, and he's been he's been in Disney for a long time. Yeah, Pixar um, typically frequents the same right, filmmakers exactly, yeah. and I think I think he knows the formula at this point. And um, I think he uses that in the film for sure. You know what I mean? He uses the formula that he is used to. Um, and I think that's okay. But, you know, sometimes you just got to switch it up just a little bit. Got to swing. And he, didn't, go for he it. just didn't swing enough for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he just didn't swing enough for me. Well, I will say my favorite part of the movie are the Pixies. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The Pixies are my favorite they part of the so film. They are so funny. They are so funny to me. <laughs> Now, that was a great choice. Like the Pixies, the whole thing with the Pixies was great. Everything, every time Pixies on screen, I'm like, this is amazing. Um, also, shout out to Miss Octavia. <laughs> yes, Miss Octavia Spencer showing up and kind of still in the show. Got a lot of her, her scenes. Yeah, she yeah. was, she was funny. Um, randomly, Lena Waithe was in the movie. Yeah, I forgot she was supposed to be a part of this. She yeah, had she a was a small role. Small role, but yeah. um, I will again. Overall, good movie, just not great. And the reason it wasn't great, um, which you know, we kind of talked about a little bit was this idea that for some reason, Disney has a just no need anymore to create villains. I don't know what is going on between what is frozen Two didn't have a villain. Um, Wreck-It Ralph, Ralph, no villain. Um, I don't just even those by itself. Those are two really big movies, honestly, a lot of their, but it's a trend. These are like consecutive movies. Yeah. Um, and I guess, I'm just trying to figure out why not. Yeah, um, there, there's certainly a trend happening here with not only just Pixar movies, but Disney, traditional Disney animation in general. So Disney is a brand with a lot of their animated movies mm-hmm. lately. They are opting towards using no villains, really. And they're more about personal stories of like man overcoming self or mm-hmm. woman overcoming self, like battling inner, inner demons and you know, uh, conflicting sort of ideas and feelings. That's become more of the trend lately. I suppose that they've moved in that direction just because of, like, where society is now. Mm. Like, I guess maybe the idea of, like, villains aren't black and white. Like, people are more complex than that. Maybe that's Mm. the reasoning or the rationale. I don't know. But it is certainly a thing that is become noticeable. You you mentioned the formula. Um, That is 
one of the reasons why as i was sitting in the movie and i'm certainly laughing at a lot of the mm -hmm. the elements of the movie there was some great comedy i think there was some oh, great comedy in this movie yeah. i actually laughed yeah i laughed in this movie in terms of a disney movie i don't know if i've laughed this much in a, in a while it's mm -hmm. been it's been a while so i think that they did a great job with the writing and the script but in terms of the structure of the film right. there were no surprises at all mm -hmm. um and I think that that's just become sort of ingrained into the movies that we see. And because we get these Disney movies so often now, you know, we get a Pixar movie every year. We get a Disney animation movie every year, mm -hmm. sometimes two a year. Yeah. It's just really becoming easy to see the same beats repeated over and right. over of maybe not having a villain, maybe having the two main characters eventually they become in conflict with each other. They mm -hmm. sort of turn on each other and they have to reconcile their differences, right? Like all of these things become very apparent once you see these movies back to back to back. And I think that that's hurting them from an adult perspective. Right. But obviously, as we know, these movies are not really for us. Some of, some, some, some of the movies and some of the elements of part of the movie are for us um, as like adults, but they're mostly geared towards children, of right. course. Um, but they have to still serve adult needs because parents got to take their kids to the movies. Mm -hmm. So you got to sit in there and feel like you get something out of it, right? right? But I do think that pulls it down, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But the positive of what I will say, I think Tom Holland, Chris Pratt, I think they both did really, really well. Great chemistry. Yeah. You mentioned Octavia Spencer, loved her in the movie. Um, and just a lot of like weird surprises of just things you just didn't expect yeah. to see. Mm -hmm. Like even the usage, like we talk about the story of the movie, like they're trying to like use magic to like bring back their father who they only brought back like his lower yeah, torso, yeah, just his legs, <laughs> his legs. And like the way that they use that is like a story element. They do like some really funny things yeah. along the way mm -hmm. that I think works. Um, so there were like some cool things that happened here and here, but and here and there, but I would I would absolutely agree with you that it is it is good not great uh -huh. at this point. Hey, uh, Chris Pratt felt very Jack Blackish the whole time I was in. The, you I think was, so? Yeah, I don't know why. It's something about the voice and the the way his character, the comedy, right, felt very School of Rockish. Mm. <laughs> Maybe he was, was channeling. Yeah, his inner Jack Black. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. It was yeah. like the whole you know the van and all the stuff like that. Yeah, Just felt very Jack Blackish. Um, but I will I also will say like the last fifteen minutes. Gets more adorable than I expected. It did. I was like, oh, it's actually, I think that's the thing about it. It actually is a really good message. I yeah, just felt like there definitely was like good message. something before that could have happened to make it just a slight more. But yeah, it, 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 it that did surprise me how um, they did bring it together a little bit. Did sure. give me, I was like, okay. Oh, okay. You sure. know, I had a realization for sure. I was like, okay, I think I do like this. Sure. I do like this for sure. But yeah. So now this movie has not hit as big financially as a lot of their other movies have recently. Yeah. Uh, I'm not 100% sure that there's one reason to that. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's a few reasons. But, you know, $40 million, like we mentioned domestically, is one of their lower openings. Um, do you foresee this possibly affecting the movie? I mean, I know, I know it wasn't cheap. I don't think we have, like, official budget numbers, but we oh, know yeah. that their movies are not cheap. It's, it's Pixar. Cheap. It's it looks amazing. It's probably at least $175, $200 million budget. Like, do you think it's going to maybe have, like, long legs and, like, perform and do big business, like, down the line? Or is it is it probably going to be one of those movies that just financially doesn't really bring it home all the way? You know, it might it might not. Um, Rona's not helping. <laughs> nah, you know what I mean. Like a lot that, of people is not even Rona. stepping foot in the movies. Nah, because of that Rona. Large crowds of people Look. not really looking that sexy for for yeah, a lot of folks. Miss Miss Roni ain't playing with nobody. So I don't. Yeah, it's 
it's n- it's honestly no telling. Um, I think that has to have something to do with it. You know, I agree. There's no way it doesn't. There's no other movies, child movies out. No, and, this is the only one. Um, it makes me afraid for the future of animation this whole year, right? Between, um, what is it, Trolls comes out like next month. Yeah, another Despicable an- Me. A- another Despicable out. Me. Yeah. These are all really big properties, by the way. Trolls and Despicable Me, do you hear what we just said? Mm. Crazy. And then Soul. Big movies. All really big properties um, that should kind of be scared <laughs> of what's going to happen in the actual box office. I wonder if the marketing played a part too, just like how the movie was, you know, pushed you know, out to the so. audience. Like oh. the, I don't know. It's, it's an original story for mm-hmm. Pixar, which I don't think we've gotten an original Pixar movie since Coco, mm-hmm. um, which I do think was marketed significantly better, but I don't know. Maybe that had something to do with the story. Cause even me going into this movie, I had a general idea what it was yeah. about, but it wasn't like, this thing that I felt like I had to see. Oh yeah, you even, know, even though, even though, or even you know, Coco was like it was a cultural phenomenon. Exactly, like Mexico, it touches a group of people. Ate that thing up, you know what I mean? Where it's like onward is like, so who's gonna go see this movie? Mm-hmm. Or you know, just like who is it for? Who's what it is for? it supposed to be saying? Or like, you know, they're not frozen. Where like little white kids don't see themselves on the screen. You know, it's like not the same thing in that way either. For sure. Um, they're like, what are they? Elves? I think they were elves. What? That also like I was kind of confused during the whole movie because it was like they were like elves and it seemed like they were <laughs> in a different world, but they had all the same shit we have. Like they had yeah. cell phones and watches and like everything else was normal except them. Except so I'm like, is this like a different world or just like a different <laughs> section of the world? I, I was kind of confused. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah. It was one thing, but anyway, we'll see what happens with Onward um, and see how it performs. I think we both agree, good, not great, but definitely some really, some really charming, still and worth funny aspects. For sure, it. still worth the watch, though. Yeah, for sure, yeah, for sure, for sure. So let's move on to the next movie. Uh, you saw something, and I saw something. We have two movies that we have seen yep, yep. separately that we'll talk about. First up, My Hero Academia. Oh, I know you got a, I know you got a lot to say about this one, boy. Y'all, My Hero Academia: Heroes Rising. So I've seen a lot of anim- anime movies in my day, but this one right here might be it. It might be top three, and it might not be number three. Uh oh, <laughs> it might not be number three, y'all. When I say this is like, this is like the end game of anime movies. Like, uh oh, it was lit in the theater. People was clapping. We was yelling at the screen. <laughs> there were so many fan moments. Um, if you love My Hero Academia. Honestly, you don't even have to know anything about these characters, and I believe that you can go into this film and still enjoy every piece of it, just like you were a fan. And I think you will actually leave the theater a fan. You would probably go home and start watching anime instantly. Um, it's really good. The buildup. So My Hero Academia is literally about um, a world of quirks, right? People are kind of like superheroes. Everybody has their own little thing that they can do. Mm-hmm. Um, the main character is in school. Right. To become a hero. That's what they do. They go to school to become heroes. This the, their entire class is on an island and on this island, they're trying to um, protect the people of the island just for like a summer, um, almost like an assignment. They have to be on this island and help the people on the island. Long story short, our hell breaks loose and on this one little island. But it's just action after action after action. There really is no downtime. Mm. There's heart moments it gets really sad you get really happy uh the music oh man so the last sequence the last 20 minutes y'all is some of the greatest animation just animation i've ever seen like the style 
explosions, whatever it is. Uh oh. The music was sensational. Like I'm still looking for the song. <laughs> I'm still looking <laughs> like for like YouTube. For the where is the song what at the end of the like the last twenty minutes? Song. Yeah. It's really is fire. The fan service is crazy. Um the way they end it, they kinda make it not canon though. Which I'm kind of okay with. A lot of people didn't like that. They kind of make it not canon, which a lot of anime movies do that, right? We've seen thousands of Dragon Ball Z movies, and they're, like, not canon. Yeah, they're like just, like, their of, own thing. They're just, like, their own thing. Um, and this also does the same thing. But even the way it ends it, you could still count it as canon. It wouldn't matter. Sure. Um, so, really, really good movie, man. Go see it if you can. Again, shoot, I'll go see this before you go see <laughs> Onward. I'm go, dead. Go see My Hero go, Academia. Yeah, go see that I, with again, um There are two different show ones. You can go see watch it dubbed or subbed. I'm a subbed guy, personally, um, specifically for this anime. Right. Every anime I watch subbed, uh, but most I do, and this is one of them for sure. Um, I do recommend subbed just for the emotion. It's way different um, than I dubbed characters sometimes, but Make it happen, man. This is this is it. This is this is an anime movie for the masses. I think I'm gonna have to go check this out now. You just sold me, man. That was a <laughs> hell of a spiel. Like I don't even watch My Hero Academia, and I've been meaning to like get into it, but this might be my entry point. This might be the moment to Bruh. just be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna just go see it blind and just Fire. just let myself like go with it and just like check it out. But it sounds like it's amazing. It's doing it's doing great. I mean, it's apparently like the audience score for Rotten Tomatoes ninety eight percent. So literally like everybody loved it mm-hmm. besides like a person. A person. <laughs> so whoever that guy yeah, whoever that guy is, like didn't like it, but it's doing really great. It seems like we're in like this new era of like anime properties that are doing just like really great oh, yeah. theatrical business. Cause like last oh, yeah. year, um Dragon Ball uh, uh, Super Broly, Broly did fire. incredible, and like I, th- I yep. when I watched that movie in theaters last year, I had very similar feelings to like how you're yeah, feeling. Now. Like I walked fire. out, like oh my god damn, what was that? Like yeah. what did I just witness? Broly so I'm hoping to recreate that experience with yeah. this one. That's and, dope. And then we also get um, the Demon Slayer movie uh, potentially later yes, this year. Yes, yes, which indeed. is is probably going to do way better than this. Yeah, too, honestly, it's probably gonna be um, huge as far as box office numbers goes because it's just hi- very highly anticipated. Um, Demon Slayer even won um, Crunchyroll's uh, Anime of the Year, so it's it's going crazy. Yeah, it's huge business these days, man. For anime, it's really it's really dope to see just like how popular it's become, and like we're oh, getting like these big stages for black it. people was deep in the theater too. That's why I was. That's like, the oh, thing this is, about this it. This is great. That's the thing about this it. Yeah, amazing. it's kind of a surprise to see how many black folks be up in there. <laughs> you know, it be a lot of us yeah, look alike. So right. that's what's up. That's what's up, man. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm gonna definitely try to check that out asap, so I can hopefully feel those same emotions because yes, i need that in my life it's, it's good. i saw something oh. i wish i felt the same way about it as you felt about that which <laughs> i can't say that i did but i saw it it was something that i witnessed uh the way back came out um which is ben affleck's latest movie um definitely was interested in seeing this we saw previews a while ago and i was interested just at the premise and it seems very reflective of his life if you don't know what the way back is again it's ben affleck's latest movie um he's essentially a former basketball player um who essentially is recruited to come coach um the basketball team at his at his alma mater so he's very well known in his community um he was a very good and I mean probably excellent basketball player in his day um, but they offered him a job to come uh, coach the team and mm. the the real sort of downside to him is that he's really struggling with alcohol addiction in the movie and that's been sort of reflective of 
Ben Affleck's real life journey because he's admitted and come out and, you know, talked about his journey with alcoholism and how that's affected him and things of that nature. So that made me interested. So I saw this movie a couple of weeks ago and I love me a good sports drama. I love a good sports movie, boy. Mm -hmm. I swear, like you got your Remember the Titans. I've seen that movie so many damn times, but you love that, you know. A movie like Miracle or Kurt Russell, that's like another dope movie. Mm-hmm. Um, even the Mighty Ducks, man. That's oh, my, Mighty Ducks that's, is that's my joint. That's my boy. jam right there. Yeah, your Glory Roads, Glory Roads, Coach Carter. Coach, oh man, I just rewatched <laughs> Coach Carter. Like, so I love me a good sports drama for sure. So I was really excited to see this, and it was it was cool. It mm-hmm. was cool. It's um. It's a fine movie. Uh, there's nothing necessarily wrong with it, but I walked out fel- feeling like I was missing something. Mm-hmm. I felt like there was something missing from the movie. It never really took off for me. There were a lot of moments where I was like, that's interesting, and oh man, that's tough to watch, and you really see his character go through a lot of um, turmoil, and there's some really, really hard stuff for, for his character to deal with, and also his uh I think his ex-wife in the movie and just like their family situation. So they present a lot of conflict for his character. Um, But ultimately, I think by the end of it, I just kind of walked out like I just wish there was a little bit more. And my biggest problem with the film, I think, is that we spent a lot of time focusing on his struggles and his alcohol addiction, which was absolutely necessary for the story of the movie. But there wasn't enough time devoted to the the um the other side you know sort of that way back that they allude to the redemptive side like we didn't really get enough of that the Mm. movie kind of feels anticlimactic in that sense because it's sort of you get a glimpse and then it just ends and Mm. i kind of wish that there was more exploration of like his we we spent a lot of time tearing him down you know and seeing that sort of situation where he's crumbling but we didn't get a lot of the 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 build-up right Mm -hmm. and also one thing that i didn't really like at all is like He's coaching this basketball team, and we don't really get to know anybody on the team, Mm. like, at all. We got to know, like, maybe one person on the team. And I think that that's actually really important in a sports movie where you're looking at, like you just mentioned, a team. And you're looking at, like, a coach who's coming into a dynamic of, like, a team of players, how he affects them in positive and maybe even negative ways and how we see their chemistry develop and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. I think the best sports movies showcase that relationship, how important a coach is to his players, vice versa. Mm -hmm. And we don't get much of that. Um, And I think that that was a huge missed opportunity. So I kind of walked out feeling like it was cool. It's not the greatest thing ever, but it's certainly something I would say you can wait for. Like if it comes out on Netflix or streaming or whatever, like if you just like want to check out something and kill a couple hours, it might be worth it, um, but that's that's kind of how I feel about it. I was hoping that there was a little bit more because I really like Ben. Ben Affleck is like dope as hell, like great director, great writer, great actor. So I was hoping for a little bit more. Ben's kind of been on a interesting streak of movies lately. Ever since the ever since the DC movies, man, things have not been the greatest for him. Yeah, it's really weird. He had like Live by Night, which I didn't see, but didn't do that well. He did Justice League, which we don't talk about. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And now this, it's like, yeah, I'm hoping he really comes back to prominence because he's had a hell of a career like Goodwill Hunting and Argo and The Town, mm-hmm. and he's done some amazing work. So I just really want Ben. I, w- I want Ben to win. Bottom line, I just want him to do better and you know make some hey, excellent movies. He, hopefully, he has more time. Uh, he could just be in a small slump. You know what I mean? Uh, technically, I haven't liked. Anything he's been done probably since Argo, yeah. Or when did when did Gone Girl come out? 
that came. I think like a year after Argo. So since Gone Girl, yeah, because that movie still fired. Yeah, me. that was yeah. like 2014. That's okay. a great movie. So yes, yeah, it's, it's been a while, but yeah, definitely stuff still there. Mm-hmm. So it might, like you say, he has a long career, so it just might be one of those slumps. Small slow. It's bound to happen. He'll be back. So he'll be back. Wishing, wishing the best for him and oh, his yeah. journey back. So, those are our thoughts on these movies that we've seen, man. Definitely, definitely more stuff coming, but definitely wanted to share those things that we uh, that we caught up with this past week at the movies. Mm-hmm. Let's move on, man. We got some more movie news. We're gonna get into our quick hits. There's a lot to get through. A lot of um, quick hits. A lot of quick hits and Not things so that have quick. just like dropped. Of course, man. We gotta talk about. This Black Widow trailer that just dropped today Look. from Marvel. Of course, they're keeping their train running. Yep. Doesn't look like they're going to delay their movie. They say, ain't no Rona for us. They ain't, they ain't, they ain't succumbing no, to that. Rona they're going to keep gonna stop pushing us. forward. Black Widow dropped its second official and final trailer today. How do you feel about it, man? Just uh, based off of the, the this this final look before we get to the movie. We're about two, wait, two months out now at this point. I like this trailer a lot. I don't know why. Maybe it shows more pizzazz to me i don't know it's something about it that feels more personable um there's if it feels the stakes feel a little higher maybe is sure. what it is it just it shows me the things that i didn't see before it shows me of course the beast taskmaster um that we finally get to see more of which crazy i don't know what this dude got a lot going on <laughs> to say the least man. this man been researching his i know ass i'm like boy. you were watching them on like a big screen too like it went <laughs> this man had a projector a projector watching the fight scene with natasha like, from iron like man 2 mid, like mid-air i'm like oh yeah you really doing your homework son <laughs> it was so crazy um but yeah I, I, again i this trailer's fire um i think we get to see you know a little bit more of the characters um, doesn't the trailer start off with like a voiceover from Florence Pugh? Yes, which I was like, huh? She's kind of front and center of this trailer. Yeah, I was like, this is amazing. Yeah, I was like, I'm going for Black Widow, but I'm really staying for Florence Pugh. Like, Listen. I know, I know what I'm staying for. Listen, <laughs> I put my ass in any movie theater seat look, to watch Florence Pugh. Look, let, let that be known. Okay, but yeah, man, I I think I really did like this trailer. Um, I'm happy it came out because it, it assured me that it wasn't going away because of. The, goddamn rona exactly um so yeah yeah for sure yeah i thought the trailer was pretty good i think to your point about the stakes feeling higher um we get we get a little bit of the story yeah i think we get a little bit of like what the story is going to be they talk about taskmaster and how he has like a lot of these it seems like fellow black widow sort of soldiers under his control Mm -hmm. um and they have to essentially rescue them it seems like um so we definitely get some some instances of the story but the most impressive moments of the trailer for me is just seeing taskmaster doing what he does best he's learning everybody's moves learning everybody's skill set and he's using that shit against them like we said he was watching he was watching natasha you know in her fight scene from (laughs) iron man 2 like that part so funny this nigga had a home video (laughs) video. like he's doing his mcu rewatch right now as we speak (laughs) I hope he gets a little bit further because Iron Man too. That's the third movie, bro. Like you yeah. gotta, you gotta speed up. We see him do like Black Panther motions. Like he, he, he like summons like the the, the claws, like mm-hmm. the Wakanda forever. He's using the bow and arrow. Maybe that's Hawkeye. Yep. Um. So good old Taskmaster. Yeah, and then even like some shield, some shield action there too. I and I was like, like, oh shit, Cap, mm, like you doing that too? I think those might end up being like some of the most entertaining parts of the movie. Oh, for sure. Because we're gonna see him doing the the movements and the motions of like other characters, and they're not gonna be in the movie. Yeah. But it's just gonna be cool to see. Yeah, it's gonna like piss you off and excite you at the 
yeah, same at time. the same time, especially because yeah. he's going to be using it against like Natasha, and she knows he's. Yeah. I'm actually willing to bet because the nature of the movie, right? None of nobody in this movie really has powers. Is that this is going to probably going to be the best hand to hand combat MCU movie, and possibly until Shang Chi, right? Yeah, there's potential uh, there for that for sure. But shoot, it, it probably has to be. Yeah, even the small snippets we see of. Um, Natalie and Florence Pugh's character and it's just crazy looking yeah it seems like a lot of things will be um, on the practical side with the action which I certainly for this style of movie I would hope that to be the case like a lot of hand-to-hand combat you know a lot of like real blunt force real hardcore hard-hitting action just you know in the same vein of like other spy espionage type movies like mm-hmm. James Bond or the Bourne series or Mission Impossible. Right. I hope they really, really lean into that. That's what I'm mostly looking forward to. Oh yeah. And they're 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 playing secret with uh Rachel Weiss though. For sure. We haven't heard really anything from her. Iron Maiden, bro. Yeah. They, she they playing secrets with her. So I that's think why they ain't showing one. nothing. They that'll like be, that'll be a great thing to reveal too yeah. in theaters. Like that'll be dope. So there's a lot to look forward to, I think, with this movie. It's not the the MC movie MCU movie that I'm necessarily most excited about, right. but because you know personally I like my storytelling to sort of move forward, like instead of doing yeah. like prequel situation. However, I think that they still Listen, Marvel always surprises us, right? right? I think they'll still manage to pull out some surprises and give us some things that we we just haven't seen oh, yeah. before. I so. think I think the post credits will somehow find a way to push something forward. Oh, for sure. I don't know how, but it's gonna happen for sure. For sure. Whether it be with the gap in between Civil War and Infinity War, mm-hmm. or something like involving her death and Endgame, it could be something weird where technically in this timeline we could see a old Cap. Yeah, you know, we could, we could. or we Robert Downey, or Robert, you know, like there, there's a lot of possibilities. Yeah, yeah, like we 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 should know now to not underestimate Marvel. So I'm definitely just looking forward to being back in the theater once again and watching an MCU movie. There's really no other franchise out there that gets me as excited for their movies. And like when I'm sitting in a theater right before an MCU movie, even if I wasn't that excited about it before coming out, I just, I just get amp again right Mm -hmm. there in that seat. So I'm excited for it. May 1st is still coming out. Rona ain't got it. Rona ain't got it. More MCU news, man. No surprise here. Christian Bale, Mm. the villain in Thor 4, confirmed confirmed by Tessa Thompson. She was at the world premiere for season three of Westworld. Next week, by the way. Hello. It's coming next week. Um, and she was talking to Entertainment Weekly, and she confirmed that, yes, Christian Bale has indeed lived long enough to see himself become the villain. <laughs> Here he is, the Dark Knight himself. I can't wait for himself. those memes. I can't wait. I can't wait for those memes. Oh, yeah, once we get, like, the official look <laughs> the of, like, whatever look, he looks like. It's going to be all over the, the place. The side-by-side, <laughs> Batman and whoever he is. Whoever he is. Going to be great. Um, we're not surprised about this, right? Like, no. We, we, we knew this. Yeah. A lot of people thought it was Beta Ray Bill, which, I mean, technically, it still could be. Yeah, but. But it's probably, probably not, not going to be. Yeah. Um, I, I and I don't really have a guess as to who he is. I don't know, man. I don't know. I really don't know Thor villains like that. Yeah, man. that's the thing. Like I Thor, really don't. They, the ones that I did know they used. Yeah, <laughs> Frost Giants. They used Frost Giants. Hella, Hella, Surter. Um, yeah, yeah. They kind of ran through they them all. Use the ones that I know personally. Yeah, so yeah. I'm not sure. I think they're gonna have to probably dig deep into this Norse mythology. Yeah, I'm, maybe I'm sure there'll be some random Thor nerds out there who know exactly what's about to happen. They got that omnibus and they've been reading up on they Thor and getting. Hey. Ready. Kratos. 
I'm dead. Kratos. <laughs> why, why not, right? Let's bring in Greek mythology. Let's <laughs> let's do it all, right? So we'll see what happens. Yeah, we don't know who he's going to be. They're keeping a real hush-hush now, but um, I imagine that they are absolutely going to go into production this year to meet their uh, the release date, November 2021. So I think probably by the summer and fall, we'll get some real concrete rumors and oh, maybe yeah. even first looks of things to really find out who Thor is going to be. It might even be an official announcement that comes and we'll find out exactly who Christian Bale is going to be. Mm. That'll be interesting. But I'm very excited about that. Christian Bale, one of the world's greatest actors. Man. How can we be mad at this? This He's is like so good. this is like a dream come true. He's and it's so good. And in, in all franchises, like Thor, He's, that's the one he chose. I'm I like, I love it. It's so I love crazy, it. dude. It's going to be great. I'm ready. I'm ready. That's not the only news with Thor 4, though. Nope. We just literally found out today. Today. Everybody got loose tongues all of a sudden. Hey. Vin Diesel was talking to comicbook.com. And revealed Good old Brandon. that the Guardians of the Galaxy will also be in Thor 4. God damn, it's a party. It's about to be crazy, As right? As Guardians of the Galaxy, man. As Guardians of the Galaxy, it looks like it's happening. To what extent they'll be in the movie, we do not know. Will it be every member of the Guardians? Will it just be some of them? I mean, not we, sure. We pretty much know Groot confirmed. Groot is confirmed. Groot confirmed. Vin Diesel probably <laughs> Vin signed Diesel. that contract, yeah. and he will be in it. Um, so we can count on Groot. And if you can count on Groot, you can count on Rocket, I think. You usually so, count on Rocket. Um, I mean... Also, not really a huge surprise. I think a lot of us were expecting that Thor would be in Guardians Guardians, and not the reverse, but who's to say they can't do both, right? It's whatever happens first. Right, right. Which I guess Thor's happening first. Thor's happening first. So it makes sense. Yeah. I get it. It does make sense. So we'll see what that looks like. I mean, I imagine we have to probably pick up from where in-game left exactly. off in a sense, right? You have to see Thor leave the group. Yeah, So yeah. I would actually suspect all of them might be in it. That's true. That's true. That actually might make a lot of sense, mm-hmm. even if it's like a small role, even just to have small, them there. It could be the first 10 minutes. Yeah. In, yeah. But that'll be fun. I mean, who didn't love those like, Still scenes comedy. in in-game? They're way too funny. They're like They're way too Chris funny. Pratt and Chris Hemsworth, what, boy. What? Just, what performances <laughs> like uh, they do what they were doing they man exactly they they doing. they're great they're great together i can't wait to see more so thor 4 will be hitting theaters november 2021 christian bell is the villain and the guardians of the galaxy will be making an appearance that's the marvel side of things we got to talk about dc because yep. dc not slacking themselves oh, they got some dude. stuff coming right and we saw the very first look at the Batmobile from yep. Matt Reeves, the Batman. Yes, that's right. He dropped it on social media this past week. We finally got our first look at the Batmobile. We were just talking about the first look at the outfit, the cow, you know, the whole outfit and just how everything was looking. Mm-hmm. We saw the we saw the bat cycle or the bat pod like yeah. with the stunt man, and we mm-hmm. were just talking about what the Batmobile was gonna look like. Exactly. And here we go. It's like Fucking John Wick meets <laughs> the Fast and Furious yeah. meets Batman right. all rolled into one. What is it? A Dodge Challenger? It maybe could, even it could be a a souped up old Camaro. Camaro maybe uh, like they're going with a really interesting take, and I, yeah. I'm I'm loving the direction it's so like far. Pontiac GTO stuff Something, in there. It's yeah. weird. It's a real it's muscle car. It's a real muscle that car that he's taking and adding obviously more equipment to it. But we saw the first look. It's a very style stylized version of the Batmobile. Batmobile. Uh, there's red lighting, like red um, exterior lighting on the Batmobile. It just oh, looks. Yeah, that, it looks mean. That it, engine in the back looks yeah, fire. It looks really fucking mean. Like he's gonna do some serious damage. But it's impressive so far, man. Yeah, I like it because it's so chill. Yeah. Like some people kind of don't like it because it's not as, I don't know, Christian Bale over the top technology 
you know but for me it feels more like what they're going for what matt reeves is going for right like a like we talked about this this is like batman the detective for sure you know this is not necessarily batman everything has to be the most technology thing ever and you really can't listen Y'all, we got to get our expectations straight. You really can't fuck shit up more than the Tumblr. Like, that is a tank. What more can you have beyond that, a tank, bro? Was fire, like, dog. the Tumblr is like, that is like apex of what you can have with like a vehicle on the ground. And then obviously we saw the Bat Pod in the Dark Knight. We yeah. saw the, the Bat Wing in the Dark Knight Rises. Yep. Like, they had these huge fucking vehicles because he had like, he had Wayne Enterprises and Lucius oh, yeah. Fox at his Lucius disposal. Just different different like building them all sorts of shit right yeah. and i think it also worked because a lot of that stuff was like super militarized mm-hmm. and like we know that those like chris nolan dark knight movies yeah they came during like post 9 yep. 11 iraq war sort of like situation where exactly. we were kind of into that shit a lot this yeah. one like you mentioned is just more stripped down more simple mm-hmm. um and also it would sort of hint to me that because we know that this is going to take place early in Batman's career, reportedly it's his second year as Batman, mm-hmm. he's not utilizing like resources from Wayne Enterprises probably. Right. He just got this shit himself. You know yep. what I'm saying? He's still super low-key. He probably doesn't have as many allies that he builds throughout his career. He probably doesn't have Lucius Fox on his side yet. Commissioner Gordon might not be working with him yet. He's yep. probably still very much alone. Yep. And we haven't really seen just, that from Batman in a Alfred. while. Just him and Alfred, right? And like Alfred. We, we don't have like a big hey, bat team. Back, back to 89. Yeah, so I'm really, <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that stripped down, back to basics, detective style, like you said. Yep. And maybe even some badass John wick style action and oh, all look, of that because we know look, john wick be whipping that goddamn vehicle hey, he got and be ben going crazy ca- ben kind of almost did some of that action he and, did and, uh, he was bvs getting, oh boy. yeah bvs he was oh, oh my God. Was like he's kind of whooping ass right now boy that uh that that rated r ultimate edition oh man <laughs> you see the blood the splatter blood, on the I wall like oh my god <laughs> i'm like you're vibe you know what? It's so funny because when BVS came out and we first like learned that Batman was going to be killing that mm-hmm. movie, everybody, no, we don't want that. <laughs> Batman doesn't kill. But then you see the shit and you like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is actually saying, savage I, as fuck. When I first seen him brand a nigga, <laughs> I knew this was what I wanted. <laughs> like, yes, I need do more, more of this. Do more. <laughs> Man, we... Ben, ben was a great Batman, yeah. bro. He I, was really a great he, Batman. He needed his own movie. Man. I loved his take. I, I loved, loved the like, take. He was really, truly like a horrific figure. Like, yeah, people really you're feared supposed him. to be scared of him. Yeah, which yeah. A, lot, a lot of people criticize about Chris, uh, Christopher Nolan's Batman. Right, right. Is that um, he wasn't scary. He enough. didn't strike that terror into yeah, Gotham. Exactly. You know? so, yeah, I'm hoping that we can also get a little bit of that in this as well. For right? sure. So that'd be really good to see. But we saw the Batmobile. It looks great. If you've seen it, and you know have some thoughts hit us up on social let us know what you think about the batmobile so we got through all of our superhero comic book movie news we still we're still in movies though um we we've been hitting at it this whole episode boy that uh that coronavirus that good old rona that good old rona um we don't we don't mess with her she is yeah. <sighs> unleashing yeah, furious vengeance on our beloved movies no time to die the 25th james bond movie has been delayed Psh. This movie was supposed to come out in less than a month, and here we are sitting here talking about this movie. Not coming out for another seven months. It's been delayed until November 25th Ooh. in the United States. Don't fuck with it at all. All the time to die now. Man. Rona, hella, Rona gonna get us. Hella time to die. Hella time <laughs> Rona to die, Rona gonna bro. get our ass. Man, I'm very disappointed by this news. Obviously, they delayed the movie. 
um, because of just the the fear and anxiety with the coronavirus and how much it's affecting really the world at this point. James Bond is an international franchise. So much of its money is made from global box right. office earnings, the UK mm-hmm. and Australia and China, like so many big markets that contribute to the franchise. So the producers, they decided to go ahead and push it back to, you know, uh, essentially save save on, on the loss because it would be a significant yeah, loss if they did it. Yeah, which is, I'm interested, you know, because Disney's not letting up. They're not. Like, I expected, if anything, Mulan would get pushed back. Not something like No Time to Die. For sure. Especially, I've just seen the numbers for the Chinese market. It's like two bill. Yeah. It's, it's only a, it's only been like three months, it's bro. It's significant. It's only been like three months. I still suspect, I mean, I could be dead wrong, but I still feel like Disney's going to push at least the China release date for Mulan. We haven't yeah. heard anything. I don't think they'll delay it entirely, but mm-hmm. I just can't imagine they'll release in, in, in what's going on right now because obviously they want Mulan to do numbers in China, like right. I, clearly, right? Like, like clearly, um, but we haven't heard anything. I so figured we do better there than here domestically. Probably, you know? yeah, probably. So I don't know, but yeah, they 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 pushed it back. I think you know, as as much as it hurts personally, because I was so looking forward to this movie, and I started my James Bond rewatch, and I was so mad because I was like, damn, I was just getting into it. It makes business sense. Yeah, like I get I, it. I get it. Um, a report came out that said that they are um, looking to lose about $50 million right now because of like the marketing that they've already pushed mm. out. They're looking to lose about $50 million. However, if you take into account the bigger picture, what they would have lost if they released a movie in the original release mm-hmm. date with just everything happening with, you know, coronavirus, they would have they more than likely would have stood to lose a lot, lot more. Yeah, like hundreds they, of millions probably. That's why they made it a Thanksgiving joint now. Yeah. Which, which is interesting. Which is very interesting. It's like it's not really you're not really gonna take your family to go see. No, not James Bond really. Um but the holiday season I suppose holiday like opens season. up opens it up. But yeah. There's another movie coming out um, five days before James Bond that um that I, pretty I don't know pretty big goddamn movie yeah I don't know what 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 this means but Godzilla versus King Kong yep. is supposed to come out November twentieth mm-hmm. of this year which I don't know how that's gonna work that's uh that's not gonna spell I don't spell know. good things for Godzilla versus hey, King Kong but no- November that sounds fire. It does. Eternals? It's, yeah, no, it's shaping up really nicely. November's starting to be kind of fire for it's, movies. It's, it's shaping up really nicely. I'm just going to say, I would not be surprised if Godzilla versus King Kong possibly ends up getting put, pushed put back, back again, just because they took a big L on uh, King of the Monsters. I Financially, think, they took a big L. They did. Um, I think it should have been a, a summer movie anyway. Yeah. It feels more like a July. June, July, yeah. Kind of release anyway, so mm-hmm. I'm surprised they didn't do it like that. Yeah, I'm surprised too. I think they, I guess, hey. needed more time for marketing, visual effects, whatever, but it'll be interesting to see what happens. But hey, Rona is dictating hey. everything. Oh, yeah. It's fucking up a lot. A it's, lot, a lot. So you see how... Um, the outbreak, the movie, is like selling like crazy. I don't want to hear that, That's dude. <laughs> the movie Contagion has got twenty thousand illegal downloads in the last three months and moved up to top ten on iTunes. That's unreal. Contagion. It's, it's also on Hulu for free. But, outbreak. If you have if you have Hulu, Contagion. Do your thing. Um, wow, man. Pop culture is being affected by this. Wow. At least Contagion's up? a good movie. What's up with the love for no no love for Resident Evil movies? <laughs> 
<laughs> no love for the Resident it's Evil. Not, it's not realistic enough, I guess. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's that's hell of a video game. Contagion, I guess, is like so realistic. Yeah, yeah. I think that's why it did so well in theaters. That know? makes sense. Uh, but yeah, I can feel it's that. It's crazy. Contagion and Outbreak is like resurfaced. Oh man, wow. Contagion came out in 2011. Though. Yeah, it was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. Now all of a sudden, everybody's watching it. Crazy. I imagine book sales for these sort of things are going up too. Probably like people read more books about. There's probably so many health journals that have been checked out. Oh my out god, man. And Bolt and just all the things. Yeah, it's wild here. That Corona is yeah, doing its thing. Miss Rona is not playing with nobody. It's not. It's not. Well, we'll see what happens with No Time to Die. Unfortunately, not coming out until later this year, November twenty fifth, U.S. release date. But in the meantime, I guess I'll just keep doing my rewatch and just hold on to any sort of hype for James Bond that I originally had. And we'll, we'll see what <laughs> happens in November. Um, we're gonna go ahead and move on. Um, you know, we go from one sad topic to a realistically sad topic. Um, today, we lost the legendary actor mm-hmm. Max von Sydow. Um, I mean, shit. Where to start? He was ninety years old. Um, this is a legend. Well, at least and he lived a long life. Yeah, he lived a long he life. A long so life. It, I think I think that's something to be celebrated. But this is a legend in the film industry. I mean, he's been working for six, seven decades at yeah. this point. Really got his career started in the fifties. Um, he's very well known for a lot of his collaborations with the iconic and legendary director Ingmar Bergman. Um, one of his most well known movies, The Seventh Seal, yep. where he plays chess with death, was was very well known. And very renowned um he also went on to be jesus christ in the greatest story ever told in 1965 mm-hmm. a lot of people come to know him as father Marin from the, the exorcist, exorcist. Yeah. that's the first time i remember seeing him and mm-hmm. that movie scared the shit out of me yep. and i could not watch it for years and years after that um he's also in flash gordon which is one of my favorite movies yeah, um, hilarious. hilarious movie from the 80s and uh more recently he he's still been active and working this entire time he was in star wars the force awakens yep. in 2015 and most people if you're not familiar yep. with him you would absolutely know him from game of thrones Good old game of thrones the three-eyed yeah. raven um he was a part of that show as well so this man career has, has spanned again six seven decades he has I believe I read earlier over 160 acting credits across film wow, and TV. Wow, really? Yeah. Jesus. Working. I mean, that's what, when you work for 60 years, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you stack up, right? Yeah, um, you're right. And I think about 15 of those came with Ingmar Bergman back in the 50s. Like, he worked uh, with him a lot, right? So, yeah, um, yeah he's one of the most hardworking, um, well-known actors and a legend, certainly, in the industry. And we lost him today, 90 years old, Max von Sydow. Um, certainly had to just, you know give acknowledgement to that and pay tribute to him but like you mentioned lived a long life so i don't think we can be too upset and we can be happy with all that he gave us over these years so Mm -hmm. definitely just want to shout him out and give a give a moment of respect to max von Von cedow for sure um up next y'all we definitely still got more movie news still got things to talk about the last piece of movie news we do have to address we go from one of the greats in acting to another tom hanks is back this year with a brand new movie called Greyhound. Now, Mm. this is a World War II submarine action thriller, um, a film that he's also written himself. The whole screenplay is by Tom Hanks. They dropped the first trailer for the movie. It comes out this June. We just watched it, you know, to really just gather our thoughts about it. Um, After looking at the trailer, man, what do you think about Greyhound? Wow, this is about... This This might be a nice blockbuster, man. Yeah. Um, Tom Hanks has, of course, all the star power in the world. He is the GOAT. Um, and who's not going to go see a Tom Hanks movie, you know? Uh, it's like... It's so crazy. I know some people who will just, like, not go see anything. But, oh, the Tom Hanks movie's out. And they'll just casually 
stroll along in there. Not to mention, you know, all your senior folks who just love Tom Hanks who are oh, going to yeah. go see the movie. It's just going to be really good, man. It looks amazing. It looks action-packed. It looks long as hell. <laughs> like a good two hours and 45 like a minutes. good two hours and 45 minutes, but it'll be worth it because it's Tom Hanks. Um, looks Again, it looks really good, man. Uh, this dude really loves water. I don't know what it is between <laughs> Captain Phillips and Castaway and... <laughs> Sully and Sully, yeah, he he has a he has a, a thing for water. He has a thing for water, and he has a thing for World War Two. Yeah, I mean, he got War, this and Saving yeah. Private Ryan, and then his shows he produced for HBO yeah. Pacific and all of that. So yeah, he he has a thing for he, sure. Yeah, he has his, his little niches, but um, man, what can I say? I'm ready to see it. Honestly, same, same. I can't wait to see this on a huge screen, um, the biggest screen possible. Biggest screen possible. It looks like it'll be some incredible action. We saw it like the end of the trailer. They avoided Y'all. a goddamn. Rocket, like the missile, like the missile, like hit the boat, but the boat moved in a way. Oh, I can't. It, it moved in such a way that, that the missile just scraped by <laughs> and it didn't explode. I was that like, was oh, so crazy, like this is what y'all doing? So I think it'll be some great action, a lot of thrills, and you know, Tom Hanks obviously at the forefront of it. It's gonna be an enjoyable movie. Like yeah. you just. You can count on that from Tom Hanks. So Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see it, too. We just wanted to talk about Greyhound for a bit. So we got all of our movie news out the way, but we got some things in the world of television that have come out in the age of reboots, remakes, and reimaginings. All of the reboots. We got another one coming. Saved by the Bell, the popular 90s sitcom, is coming back, y'all. It's official. It's happening. And to my knowledge... Most of the original cast is coming back, I believe. Really? I think most of the original uh, cast is coming back. All your favorites, Zach, Screech, Kelly, I think she's coming back. Kelly, Slater. Uh, Slater, everybody. I think the whole gang, or at least most of them, have signed on to return to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, they're still working out the details of what it's going to be. We don't have any idea of like what the story is, yeah, necessarily. Like, um, we don't know if like Zach and Kelly are still married, yeah. or whatever happens to jesse's brother eric yeah a lot of just questions sort of in the air um but i mean i guess that's what's gonna make the show intriguing we don't know what's going on yeah and we also i I don't know how this is going to be distributed like the original show aired on nbc i don't know if it's gonna be i think it is through nbc i think it's still through nbc so maybe it's gonna be through uh their streaming service um peacock maybe that's where it's gonna you think maybe debut i i I I would imagine i would imagine though you think so yeah they need content right they need to develop content content. they got a smart thing to do yeah they gotta jump on board and Um, and go to war with everybody at this point so maybe maybe that's i don't know i don't really know what Mm -hmm. who the audience is so i think that'll probably determine it like what's the need and who the audience is and who they're trying to reach um but if they just need content and they want to load up their service and get people to subscribe then maybe that's a platform for it Mm -hmm. but we'll see hey something cool about saved by the bell one of our favorite people ever matthew cherry has been seen and the director share of one of the episodes of saved by the bell wow so we'll we'll see what this this man matthew cherry's been going crazy man creator of hair love Again, just getting work out of the wazoo, man. He's directed now, like, I think a random episode of, like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And nice. He's just moving. Hey, put him to work, man. He's put ta- him to work. He's taking advantage. I love to see it. He's getting a bunch of great opportunities, as he should. He deserves it. He's as working he hard. So we'll see what happens with Say About the Bell. Um, another TV announcement just came out. This is interesting. Man. The Last of Us Y'all. is being adapted into Y'all. an HBO series and 
and the person attached to it, Craig Mazin, who created Chernobyl, the hit limited series that came on HBO last year in a, in a phenomenal, phenomenal series. And also the writer and the creative director of the game is yeah. attached to this as well. They're adapting The Last of Us for a series on Y'all, HBO. When I say this wow. is about to be fire, <laughs> I mean like take The Walking Dead, right? And just, but like HBO it. Like <laughs> it becomes sophisticated. It becomes sophisticated <laughs> and still just Chic. as violent. Yeah, if not even more violent. Probably even more. Yeah, and um, probably there's gonna be some fire storytelling in there. Oh my god, I'm excited. The, I can't wait. The game nerd in me. Um, in fact, The Last of Us Two comes out this summer. Yeah, May I believe May or June, and it's just gonna be good, y'all. It's I gonna can't be good. wait. You know HBO only does quality. They only put out the best shit. And the fact that they're attached to The Last of Us, which is a hugely popular franchise in video games. I mean, I, listen, are we looking at are we looking at the best video game adaptation ever? Already. Uh, right? Uh, like it, it won't be in the film realm. It won't be a movie, but we're getting, you know, a lot more movie video game adaptations, but we're getting this like T V series now. Um, I think just basically Purely based on who who's attached to it, HBO and Craig Mazin, mm-hmm. and also you know the creator of the game. Like, listen, we're we're in for I think a really great quality product. So I'm very very excited to hey, see sh- how this plays shout out. Shout out to HBO and all their nerd content. Oh my god! Between Watchmen, now The Last of Us, and uh, what was the book? Uh, His Dark Materials. Yeah, they're leaning heavy into it. Shout out to the nerds. Yeah, I love man. that. I this really is, love this that. This is amazing. They're doing great stuff. So we'll see what happens. I don't think we have like an official release date this is all just like an announcement so it'll probably be mm-hmm. a couple years before we see it but i think it'll absolutely be well worth the wait um we're gonna stick it to tv and streaming news man i just i had to check out the show on netflix bro everybody's been talking about it everybody's been chatting about the show on netflix <laughs> love is blind mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh my god i don't know what i got myself into i've watched a couple of episodes so far so i've not made it through everything however i had to watch it because literally everybody on my tl was talking about it love is blind <laughs> probably your new favorite trash tv show listen <laughs> it's all about dating and marriage and things of this nature but it's, the, it's entertaining it's man. entertaining but the premise of the show is to really test if love is actually blind mm. um nick lachey and his wife popped up i didn't expect to see them at the beginning They're really like the host of it yeah it's, huh. it's crazy but essentially what they do is they take a group of women and a group of men uh-huh. and they essentially place them in two houses that are separated and they essentially have to date each other without ever seeing each other they go into these rooms and they have dates with like 15 or 20 minute intervals but they're separated by a wall they Mm. cannot see each other they can just hear each other and ask questions and get to know each other and by the end of it if you're able to find somebody that you're connected to you essentially have to propose to them how long is like the courting process 10 days Oh, it's 10 days. 10 day courting process. So you can have, you know, up to 10 dates, supposedly, I guess, with this person. Wow. Um, and then by the end of it, if you're feeling a strong connection, then theoretically, um, a proposal is supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. And then within that proposal where they become engaged, they then get married 30 days after that. Wow. So it's a really quick process <laughs> where this yeah, shit Yeah, no, happens. that is insane. <laughs> um, but- you know these these people that are on the show these are people who are looking for love they're mm-hmm. ready to get married they're mm-hmm. ready to have families they fed up so they're fed up they're like 
early 30s like i can't do this shit no more i've had <laughs> enough of it right and they're coming from all sorts of industries and like they're really developing their characters and like there's already favorites from the show like mm-hmm. there's two people who hit it off and like you really start rooting for them and stuff like that mm-hmm. it's just it's it's just one of those shows yeah. it's just like you watch it just like what the fuck am i watching right now <laughs> this is like crazy and then like when i saw what <laughs> It was so crazy when I was watching the show and I saw the first proposal happen. Yeah. I said, you're shitting me, right? <laughs> Y'all talk to each other like four times. Like, you're really proposing. But it happened. And they propose. And then, like, then the process is supposed to happen where they see each other for the first time. Basically, yeah, yeah after the proposal happens, if the, the other person says yes, they're supposed to see each other for the first time. So you right. propose and you accept and then you see him. And you're waiting on that reaction to see if, like, they actually, like, are attracted to each other, other, right? You know, and then everything else is supposed to happen from there. But like I said, I only watched a couple episodes. I still got to finish the rest of it. But this shit is crazy. That's all I'm going to say. This shit's wild. I heard heard everyone in the show is, like, kind of seemingly attractive, though. So are they really, like, shaking the table? No. (laughs) They're not. They're absolutely. No, they're not. I can answer that simply. Most of the people featured are, like, these are absolutely folks that... I feel like if it's Netflix or if it's another production company, they sought these people down yeah. and they specifically chose people that just look really good. Yeah, that way the yeah. <laughs> the reaction wouldn't be too crazy. Exactly. They chose all super attractive people. Mm-hmm. I think it would be more interesting if you just choose normal looking people, like people that you probably just yeah, run into every day. Yeah, average Joes. Average Joes, but like damn near every dude is like 6'3", 220. I'll believe it. A, a, a personal trainer. <laughs> every woman on there is like, an influencer or a content creator mm-hmm. got the best fashion. I'm like, all right now, like, of course, <laughs> all of them are going to be attracted to each yeah. other. So I don't know, but Hey, what do you expect is yeah. one of those shows. We'll see what happens. I got to finish it, but definitely wanted to just bring that up because everybody's talking about that. Yeah, shit, I've, been, so. I've been, I've been hearing a lot about it too. So, Oh, you'll watch it. Get your popcorn ready. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> um, so that's all on the TV front, man. A lot, a lot of great TV news coming, some reboots and things happening, some new shows coming up. Definitely a lot to look forward to. We got to talk about this uh, this really obscure, ambiguous thing. I don't even know how to address this. Like, where do, where do we start? Um, I, I'll just start from the top. Kendrick Lamar. Man. Kendrick Lamar the goat. has dropped some news and information. <laughs> I don't know what this is. It's not an album. It's not a song. It's not a movie. Right. It's not like a clothing line, but it's something. Right. PG Lang. What what is PG Lang? What are we doing? What it, what what is Kendra going for? We we have like a teaser that's come out and a bit of a bit of an excerpt, but I don't know what this is. Hey, I watched the whole video and I have no idea what was happening, but it was still really cool to watch. Like you were like, oh, that's cool, that's cool. Too. That's artistic as hell. I yeah, like, like that. Like Yara Shahidi is in it. Yeah, and, uh, Baby Keem. Georgia Smith was in Georgia it too. Right? Smith, yeah. my lord, <laughs> my lord. So there's this. Um, I don't even know what the word is. This thing on the website, it's like the, it's like, so they call the video of the mission statement. It's okay. Like, it's called a visual mission statement. Okay. But there's this, some words on the website, and I'm going to read them. Apparently, this is what it is. So, PG Lang is a multilingual, um, oh, is multilingual, sorry. Our community speaks music, film, television, art, books, and podcasts. Because sometimes we have to use different languages to get to the point of our stories across. Stories that speak to many nations, many races, many ages. That is why our writers, singers, directors, musicians, and producers break formats when we build ideas and make them for for the curious. Putting round pegs through square holes is not a process, 
but we embrace the idea of anarchy and challenges that make us stronger. PG Lang is focused on using our experiences and nurturing our many collaborators to build stories that are equally accessible and engaging, then fitting them within the best media. We are creators. PG Lang. Okay. Cool. That's what's up. <laughs> I, I appreciate all of that. I think that uh, from the sounds of it, it's it seems like a, a creative endeavor, a creative company of yeah. some sort um, mm-hmm. that is not limiting not limiting itself to one medium. Yeah, I think I feel like Kendrick had the ambition to want to do all these things, but he just wanted one company and to not be defined as we only do this one thing, right? Exactly. They didn't want to be like, hey, we're McDonald's. We only sell food. They didn't want to be like, hey, we're A24. We only distribute movies. They're like, no, we do whatever the hell we want to do. <laughs> Walt Disney. That's what we do. Everything. <laughs> we do everything. That's real. That's real. I can respect that. And uh, I mean, we don't have any like official things. Well, they did have merch on the website, right? And the merch sold out pretty quick, which is crazy because we don't even, they don't even have anything. So we got merch selling out, Janae Tour selling out. Like what are people just, not, what can we create more demand? Do nah. we just got to make more of shit? Just to make, make, more, sh- make to, more shit. To make it avail- available. Um, well, okay. That's cool. Did you like see prices at all? I don't know. Oh yeah. Know. Uh, shirt 40, long sleeve 60, hoodie 100. That's pretty standard. Yeah, hoodie's a little steep, mm-hmm. but little steep. could have been like ninety. But you know, the okay. shirt was standard. Forty, forty dollars. Yeah, sure yeah, yeah. Okay, it would be different if like it's still crazy that like we still don't know what it is, and everyone's just gobbling it up. PG Lang, PG Lang, man. I don't even know what that means. I don't know what that means. PG either. language. Yeah, the language is PG. Mm-hmm. PG. Yeah, language. maybe so. I don't know. It'd be interesting. Maybe, maybe we'll get more. We'll hear some more information from yeah, Kate Adams himself sure. at some point. But this is absolutely. I think as we think about. Kendrick, you know, and him being at the forefront of this. Yeah. Um, it's strategic to drop this before I think all of us anticipate him to drop some music this year. Oh, yeah. And Kendrick, for some reason, Kendrick loves the month of March and he loves October. Yeah. And so those have been his, it doesn't his surprise places. me that it's March and he's done something like this. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll get music soon in this new creative endeavor can probably support that in a lot of ways they might they might what this might truly be this just might be him you know to your point him wanting to do a lot of things and him just being in charge of it all and being responsible for every outlet that will be you know moving forward and handling his his stuff you can tell kendrick loves the different mediums of art right yeah literally today i was working from home and at the same time, I was watching Power. You know, I'm going through Power, and Kendrick pops up, right? Oh yeah. But you can tell he loved doing his. You know what I mean? The role that he was playing, like he, you could tell he was just enjoying himself for sure. So I feel like this is the way that he can, um, you know, showcase that side, um, of his creative, you know, endeavors. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. PG Lang. New hot shit. We'll see what happens with it. Can't we'll see wait. What happens, man. Ready to hear that album. Um, we got one more bit of news this week. Just happened and just announced recently. Reggie Fusame, who used to basically run Nintendo. Yep. Um, he retired recently. I think it was about a year or two ago he retired. It was like last April. Yeah, last April he retired. He stepped down. He was really transformative for Nintendo and really led them across several generations of game making. Um you know, continuing to make them a leader in the space. He's now joining the board of directors for GameStop. Um, this is huge for GameStop. GameStop, which 
if you don't know, GameStop's not doing that well yeah, these days. They haven't been profitable for not been profitable. a while there. Which, I mean, in 2020, why would they be? I mean, nobody's really buying yeah. video games out of brick-and-mortar stores anymore. Right. They're just shopping online, shopping mm-hmm. in the stores of the different consoles. Like, it's just it's super easy to get games from your home. Right. You don't have to literally lift a finger at this point um so GameStop has not been doing that well which makes me sad because I love like the physical experience of like going to the store I, I still love walking in there and walking in there and yeah. just like looking on the shelves like there's actually still there's still quite a lot of GameStops in New York thankfully no, there is yeah there's I mean, they, they all have their their own purposes right because yeah. we don't necessarily have the best places here to go pick up a console exactly it's not like we can walk into walmart and it's not a lot of really (laughs) local shops that cater to that either yeah they don't do that so gamestop is one of the few nerd hubs that we get that outside of like a best buy yeah absolutely absolutely well this is i think to your point this is huge for gamestop um he certainly i think his main goal is to really make them profitable again turn their ship around get them into a space where they're comfortable again probably change up their business model entirely i think they're gonna have to switch things up if right anybody can do it it is him yeah he's definitely he's definitely the guy that can uh make some change around there so yeah. we'll see what happens with him but y'all that's our last piece of news for this week Ooh, boy, a lot of things oh boy. happen man a lot of things we have how did this much shit happen in one week i don't, I don't really know, even know man. we had all these albums, movies, just all this news. It's always just something to talk about, but we are powering through as usual. Um, thank y'all again for tuning in to Two Black Nerds each and every week and supporting us. This is episode 18. We had a lot to get through. As always, man, hit us up on the socials and just let us know what you think about these topics. Give mm-hmm, us your thoughts. Mm-hmm, give us your mm-hmm. feedback. Share those opinions and hot takes as we do. We just like to get together and talk about these things. Talk about them with us and let us know what you think. And as always, we'll be back next week to talk about all the new things that come out. Bloodshot? Well, I guess we see him Bloodshot. It's coming out this weekend, so we'll be checking that out with yep. Vin Diesel. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a superhero movie, yep. and it's coming from Valiant Comics, which they're looking to start their own shared cinematic universe they're trying to get into that game yeah which all right i like i do like that characters but yeah it's just like i guess do we need to be doing that yeah we'll see vin diesel they should um, do the animated universe that would have been cool that actually probably would have been either that or i think that they probably should have struck a deal with like netflix or something do something mm. a little bit smaller scale yeah, that would have been cool too. yeah so but we'll see how the movie is i'm not really sure why vin diesel still doing other things outside of fast and furious <laughs> i mean like i said he looked just like Riddick again. He does. Right there in the again, trailer. I'm that, like, is that Riddick? Man, he he will wear a black t-shirt all day long and just kind of look the same in every movie. <laughs> but we'll see how it is. Maybe it's great. <laughs> Hopefully it is. I, I would love for the movie to be great. But we're going to check that out and be back next week and obviously talk about anything else that pops up over the course of the week. Um, Again, as always, each and every week with Two Black Nerds. And that's it for this week. Hey, we appreciate y'all. Always stay tuned for Two Black Nerds Movie Club. I'm going to find a movie and we're going to watch it together. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, again, be ready for that. Everybody, wash your hands because did you see that choir this week? People's in church singing about wash your hands? Yes, that I did. clip is hilarious. Did you the see the priest who did who caught coronavirus and they said he shook hands with no less than 500 oh people? Oh, my God. 500 people? I cannot. 
they got communion and all of a sudden they might be exposed to oh, it. No. Man. This is why niggas stay at home now. Listen, I work from home. Adrian Balon says she don't wash her hands when she at home. Oh no. Bro. She said just when I'm at home. She didn't say that. <laughs> she oh, said no. she said when she pees, <laughs> the toilet paper never touches her hand. Like the, the other side of the toilet paper never touches her hands. Why so, did she admit this? I don't know. Why would you now? Nah, it's always the fine ones, man. <laughs> so, it's, it's, <laughs> it's the it gotta be something, right? It's, it's something about them. Something, Damn, man. Adrian. It's like, dang it. So everybody wash your hands. Take care of yourself, because that's what God would want you to do. All right. <laughs> Stay away from the Rona. Rona is out to get everybody. It's out getting the movies. It's getting music. <laughs> it's getting everything. It's Rona. getting jobs. It's getting everything, y'all. So, look, stop. No, no Rona. Corona. No, I'm running my 2020 campaign on that. I think Corona sales will lower too. Yeah. Like the beer. Really? I think, I th- I think their sales. I would do the opposite. I'd be drinking Corona. Hell yeah. Well, go get a Corona. Speaking of doing the opposite, you can also be booking the cheapest flights in the world today. <laughs> Boy, have y'all uh, been on these flights? Get on it, y'all. I'm telling you. Get on it. Get that twenty dollar round hey, trip, man. Hey, some of these places you ain't gonna have nothing to do when you get there, though. You got to You got to You go to Italy for like fifty bucks and get there and twiddle your thumbs. And you gonna go there ain't with gonna be no restaurants open. And you gonna have two pairs of clothes <laughs> with you because they carry on. They not having it, boy. Yeah. I gotta say these all have been like Spirit flights, Frontier, spirit, like. Yeah. But listen, if you got a quick trip, like hey. if you just got somewhere to go for like two hey. days, do you don't it. need that much. I say go for it. Do just do it, it, man. Just. Just do it. Take that trip. <laughs> That's funny. But seriously, again, wash your hands. Stay away from the Rona because it's killing everybody out here. That ass. All right, y'all. Again, this has been Two Black Nerds where we're too black, too nerdy, and we out. Peace.